You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are part of Real Presence Radio Network, and we are here in sunny Bismarck, North Dakota at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. I'm Karen Slensky, along with Father Josh Eli. Thank you for... Great to be here. Yes. And uh, just a word of gratitude uh, for Real Presence Radio. I know it touches so many lives, and uh, this is wonderful, and all the listeners who are willing to tune in and um, be nourished, whether you're you're on the road or you're in your office and uh, working and uh, multitasking, which I can't do. But what a what a wonderful um, what a wonderful gift this is the real presence live uh, to be able to uh, to reach out into the airwaves through the airwaves and uh, and hopefully reach some people's hearts. That's what we're trying to do. We just said Louis and Sonia Civarella, a beautiful story. Yep. Uh, Sonia from Guatemala, and then uh, was up here in, in Bismarck, North Dakota, and met Louis and are doing great things. Louis is in formation to be a permanent deacon, mm-hmm. and Sonia is. Uh, very active in the parish and promoting Spanish Mass, trying to reach out and bring together those uh, uh, Spanish speakers of this area and those who just simply want to go and sing some wonderful yeah. uh, Guadalupe, Our Lady of Guadalupe songs. So here we are. But with us now we have uh, somebody who may not need for many an introduction, uh, who's, who is known by, by many in, in, the, in the Catholic world and beyond, um, Dr. Ralph Martin. Dr. Martin, great to have you with us. Well, it's good to be with you, and I just want to say amen to what you said about Catholic Radio. It's just so yeah. important today. It, it's fantastic. We hear about it often, often, mm-hmm. uh, what the Lord is doing, and we we pray in the Spirit, uh, in Jesus' name, that He does something really extraordinary again today, because uh, the Gospel today is ask and you will receive. And so we're asking mm-hmm. that the Lord uh, reach into someone's heart with a word of comfort, uh, healing, um, a deeper faith greater conviction, and, you know, that always welcomed joy that is even to be present during these rough days of Lent. Uh, And even in 10 degrees here in Bismarck, uh, we can be joyful because Karen (laughs) is reminding me the sun's out. Yes, and And no wind, really. It is beautiful. So, Dr. Rupp, give us a little bit of, for those who don't know, um, your your CV or your your, your life story, Uh, get us up to speed because uh, we're honored to have you on. Yeah, it's great to be on, and I, I must say, I'm, I'm here in Bonnie, Michigan, where it's 27 degrees. Ooh, oh, wow, that is <laughs> tropic, yeah, tropical. Yeah. That, that does make a difference, doesn't it? You know, when, you know, when you're when you're used to being in the teens or lower, when you get into the 20s, it really feels a little warmer. Oh, doesn't yeah, it? absolutely, yeah. it's amazing, right? So. Yeah, well, um, I'm president of Renewal Ministries, which is a Catholic mission organization devoted to renewal and evangelization. We have a weekly TV program that's the longest-running program on EWTN called The Choices We Face. We have two Catholic daily radio programs. We do a lot of mission work in about 40 different countries. We have an outreach for young adults and for high school boys and girls. And so that's one part of my, my life and work. And another part is uh, teaching at Sacred Heart Seminary in the Archdiocese of Detroit. And we have a about 110 seminarians there and a couple hundred lay students, and uh, I really enjoy teaching there. It's a really solid, healthy seminary. And Excellent. Besides that, I'm married and have six children and 19 grandchildren. Wonderful. Wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Congratulations. Yeah. How did you get started with Renewal Ministries? And it'll uh, be familiar to many of us, at least the name. Uh, how yeah. did that all come about? Uh, obviously, the Lord's inspiration 
but practically. Yeah, I, I was living in Belgium. Uh, the head of the Catholic Church in Belgium invited some of us to come over there and establish an international office for the Catholic Charismatic Renewal and help form a, a Catholic community there in Brussels and, and travel with them to get a feel for the wider universal church. And then mm. after living in Belgium for four years, he came back to the United States. And it was in the 80s, and uh, there's a lot of confusion going on. And mm. uh, I had had this really strong experience, uh, a conversion experience when I was a senior at Notre Dame and made a crucio and I just knew that Jesus was real, that his word was true, and that we needed to obey him and follow him, and that the church was founded by him. Mm. And I just found so much confusion going on. I just felt like I needed to try to help people keep their heads clear that God has revealed himself, and we can know the path to salvation. So I began to uh, give talks and eventually wrote a book called The Crisis of Truth. And mm. uh, one thing led to another thing, and, you know, just that's how we know ministries began. Okay. Well, I think to, to a certain extent, mission accomplished. You've reached mm-hmm. a lot. You're reaching a lot, and uh, and the Lord's not done, right? So you're you're doing yeah. in this work of evangelization, oh, 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 absolutely essential. And I, I uh, you know, I got to spend some time uh, in Rome for the last uh, several years, uh, up till two years ago. But uh, just mm-hmm. the, the the encouragement uh, from our Holy Father uh, about going out, get out, evangelize. Uh, Right. I think it's right. very well received, and, and um, I'm drawing a lot of strength as well in my parish ministry from from folks like <laughs> you who are doing extraordinary work in uh, in, 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 in enabling us or helping us uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing some work with young adults. We're trying to we're doing that here. Yeah, do you have any any insights? How does that uh, how does that look for you all uh, in the yeah, young adults well, branch it, of it? Yeah, they call it intentional disciples. It's the abbreviation mm-hmm. is ID. And they uh, help form communities of young adults throughout the country. Uh, and then they also do uh, special courses online, and they do a live events here in Ann Arbor. And so just a lot of different ways of trying to gather together young adults and support and strengthen them. Sometimes it's specifically connected with the parish. Sometimes it's across parish lines. And uh, if people want to know more about it, they can go to our website, regalministries.net, and just click on ID and kind of get a whole picture of what's going on with young adults. Excellent. Good, good. We're going to do that here. Uh, a word about evangelization. What are any particular insights, you know, the challenges that we're facing? Um, what do you recommend to a pastor like me of, of you know, 1,500 families, which is a, a rather large parish here in, in North Dakota, a pretty uh, conservative upper Midwestern uh, environment, uh, but we have our own challenges. Any uh, advice on the on the evangelization front, fruits from from your ministry, or, or where you're seeing areas of challenge, areas of of strength uh, and promise? Uh, what, what can you say anything about that, Doctor? Well, yeah, well, I would say there's so much pressure from the culture today to not talk about certain things mm. and not be clear and strong in our preaching and teaching. So I feel like, uh, you know, like. There's a lot of diocese going through restructurings and merging and everything. And I feel like one of the things that's missing oftentimes is God. I, I think the most significant thing for evangelization is people encountering God, encountering His holiness, His majesty, mm. His love, His sacrifice, uh, and, and falling in love with Jesus. I mean, I think that's really the key thing. So for a priest, I would say the most important thing is his own relationship with the Lord. 
Uh, he Amen. just really needs to feed, to nourish that. He needs to be confident about who, who Jesus is. Yeah. Good. And, and, and confidence about the truth of the faith, and confidence that Catholic teaching on marriage and sexuality is good news, and people need to be delivered from deception and drifting off into the broad way that leads to destruction. And, you know, yeah, so I just feel like uh, conviction, passion, zeal, fire is uh, really important. And just a conviction about the truth of the Catholic Church. Amen to that. And it, maybe there is something with, you know, millennials to whom we're, we're ministering a lot more. Uh, and who may not be as churched, you know, the secularism very much affecting that, and mm-hmm. all the voices and being drawn away. I like what you say about conviction, because I, in the little bit of work now that I've been back in the States uh, after my time in Rome, uh, I've seen that there is an openness uh, to the faith. You know, there's an ignorance, um, but an open if it's conveyed joyfully and with some conviction. Uh, we find it, what do we, what do we know about, you know, the, the people we are, are, are evangelizing? I, I'm a, a late uh, Gen Xer, uh, I find my own to be quite difficult uh, because we grew up with an experience of the church. Those of us that were in it, those that weren't, uh, you know, habits have been formed. Uh, there's still still plenty of work we can do. But anything in particular with with, with the culture, you know, the, the millennial culture that you're you're seeing, um, because that's obviously where where I'm, we're drawn. I'm drawn as a, as a pastor and a priest, a parish priest, to to get them in. Uh, any insights on on, the, on that front? You know, one of the things that our people who work with young adults say is, don't be afraid to talk to them. Don't be afraid to love them. Don't mm-hmm. be put off by their apparent indifference. Don't be put off by what they wear or how they dress or how they act. Or mm-hmm. uh, Love them. Talk to them. Go out to them. Uh, mm-hmm. Engage them. Invite them. And uh, I would say start with who you have and don't worry about reaching everybody all at once. I would say even the most important thing that I would say that a pastor can do, whether he's working with adults or young adults, is to do what Jesus did. Invite people to join you in following the Lord. Invite people into a Bible study with you. Invite people to go on a journey with you to discover who the real Jesus is. Oh, that can really lead people to to conversion in in a wonderful way. Get people, invite people to make a retreat. Invite people to... Uh, engage in Alpha or whatever, you know, just sort of like uh, if we look at the big situation, it looks overwhelming because the cultural winds are blowing against us, but we need to start with whom the Lord gives us. We need to start with who the Lord puts right in front of us and make disciples. And then out of that small group of disciples, others can grow. Amen to that. And that's, well, that's, that's the Lord's way, right? Come follow me. It was an open invite. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Don't a, be afraid. A, so much yeah. a command. Don't be afraid. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that's that's beautiful. And they, I know our young, you know, they seek community too, right? Just especially in a yeah. in a post COVID world and and in a social media driven world, that human mm-hmm. contact, uh, how yeah. important. But I think small groups. That's what I love. That, that's that's wonderful. And that intentional discipleship. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hey, what were you doing in Rome, Father? Uh, so I was I was finishing my license in canon law for two years on uh, fourteen and fifteen, okay. and uh, got, I was back home for four months, and then. I got sent back to work at the congregation for the evangelization of people. And so I had oh, a, wow. a four, four-year tour with uh, the Holy See, loved it. And so evangelization, wow. as you can imagine, uh, is very much, and you know, that's um, something that we, we, were, we were focused on for the mission world, which is a, just a, unique, mm-hmm. it's a unique form of evangelization. It's the, you know, the primary yeah. uh, initial. Uh, what we're dealing with here is a little bit different. It's St. Paul, you know, in a second or third pass-through 
after the, the, the people have become complacent to some degree. Uh, but right. that's how yeah, I was spending time over there. So wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So uh, and then we've got, Karen, I think we've got a, a break coming up here, right? We do. I, is there uh, babysitting? Can I tease this one for the, <laughs> for the post-break with you, Dr. Martin? There's something about sure. babysitting. Okay, that's we're gonna we're gonna fun yeah. one. I know nothing about it, uh, so I'm I'm interested in hearing uh, what most of the world has to how that works. It'll be exciting. Whatever story you have. <laughs> yeah. So stay with us. We're gonna take a quick break, and we will be back with Dr. Ralph Martin on his wonderful story about a a time he spent with his granddaughter. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through planned giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, North Dakota. I am Karen Selensky along with Father Josh Eli, and we have Dr. Ralph Martin with us today. Very excited about having him as he will be our keynote for many of our, our uh, banquets coming up. So, but we just Coming to North Dakota throughout the course of the year, huh? Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. Looks so, all three of them. Yeah. But we had, um, I, I had viewed a, a wonderful video on your eternal love um, with your granddaughter that you had to spend time with one day, just kind of unexpectedly, and just wanted to have you just share with the um, our listeners about that um, wonderful story. 
Yes. Um, I have uh, six children. Only one of my married daughters lives near us here in Ann Arbor. And uh, she teaches every day. And my wife babysits their youngest, like about 18-month-old little girl named Maggie. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, uh, my wife couldn't do it. And my daughter really desperately needed a, a babysitter. And it just turned out that my schedule that day would allow me to do it because she was going to come home at lunchtime, and I could—I had some stuff at lunchtime meetings. So anyway, make a long story short, I was very nervous about doing it. I say, what if I have to change a diaper? I mean, I haven't <laughs> done that in years. They, have, they probably, have, they probably have, they have newfangled diapers. I think right. I don't know if I could work them. I don't know if I'm. <laughs> no, so, anyway, so I was pretty nervous. What am I going to do with her for three hours before her mother comes home at lunchtime? You know, and. Uh, well, she likes to read stories and stuff like that. So anyway, with with much fear and trepidation, I, I show up to babysit. And, you know, sure enough, I, I started off reading a story. But then it seemed like she was getting a little sleepy. I said, hmm, she maybe could take a nap. There you know? we go. We're, yeah. Now, her, her crib was full of toys and junk, so I couldn't put her in her crib. So I, I went into her parents' bedroom and sat on their bed, pumped up a couple, you know, pillows behind my back and just kind of held her there. And she just kind of fell asleep in my arms. And all I can say is that it was a very close moment to the Lord. I I just looked at her and she just looked so beautiful, so peaceful. And I just felt like, wow, I really love her. You know, I love every one of my 19 grandchildren, but Mm. when they're, when they're sleeping there in your arms and you're looking at them and, you just kind of say, wow, God has really created a beautiful person here, and uh, wow, I really love her a lot. But then I then I really said, you know, if this is how much I love her, I, mean, I thought of what Jesus said, you, 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 you earthly fathers, as bad as you are, you know, mm. uh, you know, give good gifts to your children, how much more your Father in Heaven give good gifts? I thought, how much more does my Father in Heaven love her much more than me. I couldn't even imagine loving her more than me because I was really loving her a lot at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I just feel how God the Father, how much he must love us who are mm-hmm. really his children, you know, you know, who've been brought into his family through baptism and really are his sons and daughters and how much he loves us. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about a line from the prophet Isaiah where it says, even if a mother should forget her child, <clears throat> I will never forget you, says the Lord. And so Beautiful. just like this this overwhelming sense of, <clears throat> excuse me, how intense and how real and how personal uh, God's love is, and just got a little glimpse of this is what eternal love is like. It never ends, and it's perfect, and it's powerful, and it's passionate, and it's pure, and it's forever. Yes. So it was just, uh, and, and I, I just was there for an hour and a half. Beautiful. I, 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 did, I didn't want to wake her up. But I didn't want to move either because I was just aware of the Lord's presence and I was aware of His love for her, for me, for all of us. And it's just a very special moment. I did a, a YouTube video and I do a, yeah. a YouTube video every every other week, and Excellent. you know I, I probably shared a lot better about it on the YouTube video than I'm doing now. But people could just go to our YouTube channel, you know, Renewal Ministries, Ralph Martin, whatever, and okay. kind of find it there. Well, my heart's moved, yes, so you did a good job, in, even in this moment mm-hmm. of explaining it. So, and, you know, the, the the whole notion of, of you know, she was sleeping, right? She wasn't doing yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. In fact, she was doing nothing. You know, that's one of the way that we priests justify falling asleep during our holy hour. <laughs> is uh, oh, <laughs> God, how, how much He must love us when we're sleeping. 
uh, we, we should yeah. be awake, but every once in a while, you know. Uh, but there's something in that, isn't there? You know, that whole the old the cliche, and cliche where we're human beings, not human doings. Uh, but yeah. how, how foundational, right? Uh, yeah. That rooted yeah, well, in that identity. Yeah. Yeah, and also makes me think of Saint Therese, you know, the little flower. She writes in the story of a soul. This is pretty shocking. She says, I've been in the convent almost seven years now. She only had a couple of years to go before she died at the age of 24, you know, suffocating from tuberculosis. And then she writes, she says, almost every time I go to pray, even after receiving communion, I fall asleep. Mm. So huh? I say, wow, wow, you could have sleepy prayer times and somehow be a saint. You know, <laughs> what, what? Right. she uh. says, you, th- you think I'd be absolutely discouraged, but I'm not. And she said she wasn't discouraged because she knew that God loved her even while she was sleeping. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And can still work. Yeah. And love yes. her. Yes. But yeah. also work. We have a painting, beautiful painting in that the Knights of Columbus gave us for our chapel at the rectory uh, of St. Joseph asleep on his, on, his, on his arm. You know, he's got his propped up his, and he's in his, his workshop. You know, there's a oh, saw yeah. to his side and, and, and then there's the angel. Uh, they're pointing, you know, and communicating you know, mm-hmm. during in this dream, you know, we presume it was a nap yeah. or who knows. That, uh, that's how good God is if we, if we put ourselves yeah. before him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. Make yeah. that little sacrifice. Just receive, receive his love. Accept his yeah. love. Accept that he's called you, he loves you, and he wants to bring you back to the Father's house, you know? Yeah. That's why he sent Jesus. Yeah, and look at how, obviously, your spiritual life, you know, prepares you and, and me and all of us and for, for those moments. But I think there's something extraordinary in that, especially for you know busy moms and dads, mm-hmm. uh, whom I hear from often about you know just the spiritual life. And in that moment, right? Maybe it's a mother nursing, mm-hmm. just it, just to say, you know, Lord, speak to me. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, yeah, we don't have the time, and you're tired. But that little invitation, and then look at what He can communicate through the little yeah. simple daily thing. You were just holding yeah. your granddaughter. Uh, yeah. And yeah. what a profound grace. You know, that mm-hmm. we need not be on our knees in the church. We got to go there. We do it every Sunday and sometimes daily. Uh, and that prepares us for these little moments throughout the day as encouragement, right, for the busy folks out yeah. there who mm-hmm. uh, maybe are struggling to make time. And, uh, yeah, well, where you are right now, what you're doing in your life, whether you're driving a truck uh, or you're at home and maybe some mom's nursing, who knows, uh, right there. Mm-hmm. That's where God wants to speak to you right there mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and he is the generous giver of gifts I and mean, it's perfect uh, ralph that that's the gospel for today he is that Amen. generous uh but we have to ask yeah and it could be as simple as you know lord uh, speak to me just give me something today mm-hmm. and all oh, those moments are so profound aren't they and mm-hmm. lasting you know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. really beautiful and the importance of that identity of being yep. being rooted in our and being beloved sons and daughters through adoption, of course, but but nevertheless, really, really sons mm-hmm. and daughters, and and that's what comes through our baptism. It's one of the, one of my most favorite things to do as a priest. Uh, we do about a hundred a year here, and uh, uh, I wish there was a thousand, but a hundred's good, and because, mm-hmm. because it renews, I get renewed in my identity. Yep. While I'm explaining it and doing it for you know, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's doing it through me uh, for others. So, mm-hmm. uh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful um, uh, story that you shared with us. What a beautiful grace, and that a grace is available for those out there yeah. listening right now. Uh, and if anybody's true, I suppose also wondering uh, how you stand with God. Well, know you're beloved. 
You know, mm -hmm. you're beloved. You're sleeping even if you're in sin. Uh, right now you're loved by the Eternal Father, right? Yeah. Uh, and look at an infant, so simple, uh, but so so profound. Ralph, I appreciate that that story. So. Yeah, so we're, we're really excited at Real Presence Radio to announce that Dr. Ralph Martin will be joining us for the 2022 banquet season in Rapid City, South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Minot, which is going to be our first year in Minot um, for a banquet, Fargo and Duluth. So everyone will have to watch for upcoming details because we are excited to have Dr. Ralph Martin. Excellent. Yeah. Good. And pray that the pray that the weather allows me yes. to get there. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a small miracle if you make all of those. Yes. And maybe oh, not even a small a miracle, miracle, a huge miracle if <laughs> yes. you're actually able to able the weather permits you Absolutely. to to come throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so I know we're getting close to wrap. Doug, uh, another important part of your of your work, Ralph, is is with uh, our seminarians, and we thank you for that. I had uh, shared in that. I received it and then was able to give some of it. Um, any good word for our folks out there of, of what you're seeing, of what's going on in our seminaries and uh, yeah. encouragement uh, for any young men? It takes particular courage today for a young man to say, I want to be a Catholic priest or I want to explore the possibility. And I'm so impressed and so inspired by the 110 seminarians we have in our seminary and mm. how they're they're. They're going against the tide. They're going against what the world's saying to them, and I just have so much admiration for them. And it's so important that we have priests. So if there's any young man thinking about it, give it a chance. Give it a shot. Go talk to Father Josh. Go talk to somebody, and don't be afraid. There we go. Mm -hmm. And that encouragement we had a little bit of in our last session of, of, of if you see that in someone yep. who's single, of course. Um, if they're married, maybe there's a, there's, a, there's a call to the diaconate. But a young man or a woman, who, who has that maybe a twinkle in their eye or a little something special about them uh, to be to be uh, courageous and, and saying letting them know that there's mm -hmm. something about you you might you want to you might be a great priest or religious uh, uh, I think that's great and good things are happening in our seminaries I know we've uh, there's a lot of focus on seminary formation and and um, kind of a renewed um, program I know you're seeing seeing a lot of wonderful things and fruits there all right Ralph, a lot, a lot of reason to be hopeful, uh, but yeah. we're not taking our foot off the gas pedal either. Right, right. So, well, excellent. Well, um, thank you, Dr. Martin. We greatly appreciate you being on the show with us. We're looking forward to having you as our keynote for many of our banquets. Right. I'm so, looking forward to being there. Thank yeah. you. God bless you. So, okay, she's, she's ministering to those who fall through the cracks. Hear more about this next on Real Presence Live. Stay with us.